Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Jane Denham is an artist who I think it's safe to say is a powerhouse. She has released five albums. Her most recent was Wanted in 2021 and Golden Guitar nominations followed that. She now has a brand new song, Moonshine, featuring the American artist Colt Ford. We're going to talk about that and about Wanted because I haven't had the chance to chat to her about that. Hi, Jane. Hi, Sophie. Thanks for having me on the show. The pleasure. Um, and you are a powerhouse. And I just, I always love your voice every time I hear new music from you. It's just fantastic. <laughs> so I'm going to start with the new music, Moonshine. What is the story behind it? How did you come across this song? Well, funny you should say that because this song, I actually wanted to put it on Wanted, my last album. Oh. And it's now the first single off my next album. And what happened was, I, um, so because the Wanted album was so specific with mm. what I wanted it to be under the umbrella, it had to be, you know, specific ty- um, songs, I guess, mm. to match the title of the album and what I was trying to achieve with that record. Mm-hmm. And Moonshine was perfect. And I'm like, yeah, imagine seeing this song because it came from Nashville as a male demo. And I went, but wait, what if a chick does this song? Oh, my gosh. Like a chick singing about love, you know, being like when I drink moonshine and when I, you know, when I'm with you, it makes me have that same feeling. And I'm like, you know, it's such a cool thing to do as a chick. So so I ended up saying, yes, I want that song. Please put it on hold. And they said, we're really sorry, but someone put it on hold yesterday. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, because I totally loved the song. I felt the hooks were just so ridiculously strong and I could see it visually live, which is one of my, you know, favourite things to do is create a live show. And so, yeah, it was really funny. It went on hold and then I kept saying, Moonshine, where is it? It's, it's, not, it's not out on Spotify. No one's recorded it. Get me Moonshine. I want Moonshine. I want... And this went on for about a year and a half. Wow. And then blow me down, they said, we've got good news, you've got moonshine. And I'm like, no way. And then the next minute, I mean, it was so meant to be, so thanks to whoever put it on hold, because I would never have got to record it with Colt Ford if I'd mm-hmm. recorded it for the Wanted album. So it was meant to be. So, yeah, it was really it was really cool that I um, finally got my song. <laughs> well, it's great that you can take that philosophical stance on it, like it was meant to be that it was delayed. So how did you get Colt involved? So my management, uh, Dead Horse Branding, um, the team, uh, the Rick and Mel, who are the CEOs of the company and my management, they um, are Australians but live in Nashville. And so they said to me, we really want to pitch this song to um, a male artist to sing it with you. And they pitched it to Cole. And what attracted him the most was the song. He loved the song. And he, um, yeah, was happy to come on board. And and I think the good thing about Colt Ford and Rick and Mel, my management said, and Brittany, who's my day-to-day as well, they said, who would you like to sing it with? Give me five people. Like, give us your top five. And Colt Ford was one of them because I thought it totally makes sense because his type of fan, his branding is very much on point with mine. And so... Mm-hmm. 
I, but I actually never thought it was actually going to happen. <laughs> I was like, oh, he'll probably just pass, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, to have, um, to have recorded it with Colt and then we've just finished filming the video and it's about to come out shortly. Um, oh, I got to go to Nashville and shoot it with him and got to meet him. And so that was, that was really, uh, really special. And he's a really cool guy and we got on really well. So who knows, maybe a tour is in the future. <laughs> well, it, it would be a good matchup. So was it a bit odd not having met him before you recorded, but now having met him for the video? Or is it, I guess it's just the way things are done, you know, with, with vocals when I someone's think- in another country. Yeah, I think with um, when you have got a similar vibe, it just works. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I thought as soon as I met him, like I wasn't sure what he was going to be like. I kind of had an idea. But as soon as we met, he loves Australia for one. Right. And he's just a really cool guy. And so it was It was just, yeah, you know, as soon as we met, we were like, yeah, kindred spirits, you know. <laughs> we both yeah. love to you know, be a bit redneck and um rock and roll <laughs> and you know your your vocals are so different because you have this incredible voice and he doesn't sing he's you know he's he's known for rapping so it's that good balance of your vocal being able to shine because he's not trying to mm. compete with you as a singer yeah 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 it was really it was really nice and he actually wrote the rap and um sent it to us and it, it totally matched the song so yeah we were very we were very chuffed <laughs> Now you have done duet. You have had a duet partner before. Troy Kemp performed "Rainstorm" with you on one, which is one of my favourite songs on that album. Aww, the two of you so work cool. so well together, and again, a, a great balance of vocals. Um, what do you like about having a male duet partner? Well, it was sort of funny because "Hung Up on You" um, was the first song I did with Troy years ago, and we got nominated for a Golden Guitar for. Um, vocal collab of the year it went to number one on radio and video clip but it was like one of those things um you can't predict what the sound's gonna be I think with it with a vocal collaboration and that was the most unplanned no money spent kind of thing and what it was we were going on tour together and we were really good mates and we went, oh, you know, let's just get a song and, you know, record it and chuck it out there and see what happens. And <laughs> it blew up and we, we, it was way beyond what we ever imagined. But I think you don't know till you get in the studio actually or until you actually sing on the track how the vocals are going to be. Mm-hmm. And for Troy and I, it was just, it worked. It was the tone of our voices, I think, just something mm-hmm. magical happened. And so after that, I sort of saw the value of working with other artists. Um, yeah, and it was fun too. You know, we get to promote it together and get excited together because when you're a solo artist, it's all like, woohoo, you know, I'm by myself and I've just gone number five on blah, 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 whatever. But when you're together, you can kind of celebrate it. So that I think I've enjoyed that because I'm a bit of a team player. I'm, I don't like doing things on my own. So if I had my way, I'd probably just be, you know, a duo or in a band and be the vocalist, to be totally honest. <laughs> <laughs> but then you'd have to organise a lot of other people. So I suppose there are yeah, doubts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Like seriously, as a kid, I was in that many bands and we'd get the photo shoot and then someone would leave and we'd have to have another photo shoot and wow. another photo shoot. I'm like, stuff this. This is not working for me. <laughs> I can, however, see the Troy Kemp Jane Denham tour as well as the Colt Ford Jane Denham tour, just in case it's an idea. But so, um, 
as mentioned, Troy appears on Wanted, and Wanted is an epic album. It's like a it is a concept album. So I'm interested that that you factored him into that concept. If that makes sense, that out of out of people you could have picked, he was the one to sing with you on that album. Yeah, well, Rainstorm was actually pitched to me uh, by Troy because we because we uh, hung up on you went so well. We thought, oh, we've got to do another song together, and Rainstorm was that song. But we also had Car Trouble, which is out at the moment um, yeah. and still still doing its thing. It's number, you know, it's in the top ten on CMT, the video and stuff, so that's cool. But what happened was he pitched me Rainstorm and said, hey, let's sing this song together, and then I stole it. I actually stole <laughs> it from my record. said, no, actually, can you just sing it with me on my record? <laughs> so it wasn't a Jane Denham, Troy Kemp thing. It was actually a Jane Denham featuring <laughs> Troy Kemp. <laughs> How did he feel about that? (laughs) Did he mind you stealing it? No, 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 not at all. No, he loved the song anyway, so I think he was just glad. Let's face it, he didn't have to do any promotion. I had to do it all. (laughs) But, but yeah, so Wanted, I think the song that really uh, got its hooks into me from the start of of listening to Wanted was was Dear Jane, um, which is sort of like this incredibly powerful personal statement by you that sets the tone for the whole album and I'm wondering when you were putting that album together if that was the first song you had yeah well with Wanted it actually started with the song Wanted I actually never planned to do this country rock meets spaghetti western thing I actually had planned to do a pop record well pop you know me it's still going to be country rock but with a pop flavor because that was where everything was going in country music and but what happened was I wrote the song Wanted with Matt Scullion and Troy Kemp and I said, let's do it like this chick and she's a gunfighter and she's this badass, you know, she's wanted, you know, like so she's a character but she's wanted as well by men and literally. So we wrote the song and I said, let's make it Spaghetti Western and it worked really well. So... I said, oh, my gosh, wouldn't it be cool to do a whole album, like, with that theme in mind? And so all these other songs that I had ready to go, I just chucked them out and went, you know what, I don't want to tick any boxes anymore. I just want to make an album that is musically something totally different to what, you know what I mean? Like, at the, you've got to tick all the boxes when you're in the industry. And I just went, I actually don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to do that. And so Dear Jane was a song that I wrote with Troy and um, Matt after we wrote Wanted because I said, well, let's let's kind of, and everyone always pushes me to put my heart on a song. I'm not very good at that because I'm a bit too like, woohoo, let's be here for the party, you know, kind of that's my vibe, which you already know anyway. But, um, yeah, so Dear Jane, they kind of went, well, why don't we write a song that's a little bit more you? And I'd had that title for probably about seven years, okay. but I'd actually never written it. So when we wrote it, it was really nice to have not only a personal song that was mine, but I was actually able to get the production. And for anyone who's listened to the Wanted record, you know, the beauty of that record is really 70% of it is the music. It's mm-hmm. like 100%, I always say 100% song. It's got to be a great song. But that album was musically what was epic. And mm-hmm. so to put that epic soundtrack, like all the instruments and 
that we drew from Spaghetti Western movies, which, you know, if you listen to Spaghetti Western movie, it's whoa, you know, <laughs> so we were able to bring that into, because it's still country, into mm-hmm. a country rock style and add add the song. So I feel that's what made, I mean, I think Dear Jane, it's funny you used to say that because a lot of people do say that. That's their favourite song on the record. So, yeah, yeah. so thanks. It's, um, but I think I think it's all those elements chucked in the bag. It's personal. It's mm-hmm. um, it's a great song and the music just really brings it to life, which is I think that's half the battle when you record a song is how do you bring a melody and a lyric to life? And that's mm. what um, producers were able to do. So thanks. Well, you said the music on the album is epic, but you know, your voice is so crucial to the way it is delivered. I mean, you're saying the producers do their bit and whatever, but without your voice, that doesn't hinge together as a concept. That album, um, the 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 yeah, the power of Dear Jane is in the way you deliver it. So um, to go back to the very start of you as a as a performer, where did the voice come from? When did you realise you had this incredible instrument? Well, my mum. Uh, was a gospel singer and she was trained operatic and then my grandfather was we all grew up singing in church um so that's kind of where the singing on a weekly basis I guess came from but also what happened was my grandfather was an entertainer and so he was in musicals and so he was an actor singer always in costume always in theatre uh, so I had a bit of both, if you know what I mean. Like I had my mum who was, well, actually both of them were extremely technically very well-trained singers, um, but my grandfather was this entertainer type and that's his personality. If you want to know what my grandfather was like, you've just met him in a female body. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so at, whereas for me, like seeing church was great, but I was definitely born to get on the stage and, um, you know, put on a show mm-hmm. so what happened was when I was 14 I was at high school I put my first band together and I was listening to a lot of uh rock music I grew up on country because my dad especially was very much into country music so I grew up on country but I then discovered people like Ann Wilson from Heart and Susie DiMarchi from the Baby Animals when I was in high school and and all that sort of music came and I just sort of immersed myself in that style of singing and I look I honestly think any singer will like if you're into Taylor Swift you'll find girls that listen to Taylor Swift will sound like Taylor Swift and yes they put their own spin on it but there's still that undercurrent of who they immerse themselves in as a singer Mm -hmm. so for me Ann Wilson was my absolute still to this day hero um so I was practicing in my bedroom my poor parents and my neighbors I know right um you know I was singing Barracuda and all these kind of and they were actually a little bit older by the time I discovered them but I just loved her voice so by the time I started writing country music when I was in my I guess mid-20s I didn't realize but my roots of country music but my vocal practice of Mm -hmm. singing rock it when I wrote music it just blended the two together and um so yeah and it was funny because my first producers said to me they like I'd actually been in bands we were I was like we were about to get signed to Sony again this whole you know someone quits the band and the photo has to change again I was in all these bands I didn't actually want to be a solo artist I wanted to be in a band and 
we were doing schoolies week. I was like li- literally on the edge of breaking it in Australia in the rock scene. Mm-hmm. And we were doing schoolies week on the beach and we were about to sign to Sony and, and it all kind of fell apart because someone left the band as usual. And so then I was like, all right, well, what am I going to do now? And so I just started writing songs and my friend handed my songs to these big name producers who'd worked with Felicity Urquhart, Colin Buchanan, da, 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 and said, listen to this. And they just said, there was, and this was, what, nearly 17 years ago now, and they said, no one in country music sounds like this. We want to work with Jane Denham. We want to produce her album. And so that's kind of how it came about. But but really, I still think it's a lot of practice of that style of singing matched with country, the passion and the understanding of country music. So, yeah. So when did you start writing songs separate to your singing? You obviously were doing a lot of songwriting. Yeah. I Look, to be totally honest, I don't love songwriting. I I I. I know I have to do it and I'm the sort of person if I have something to say, obviously I have to say it. So I love working with other people mm-hmm. and I've always co-written every song like I've ever done and even from the first song I wrote with, um, you know, I wrote a song about a girl that drove a truck. Now I had no idea that was going to blow up and the next minute I'm singing at every truck show in Australia and then get invited to perform in America at the truck shows in the US. So I'm like, What? Am I a truck driver? No, but I just wrote a song about a girl. I just went, hey, guys, and I was with my producers and I just said, I've got this idea. It's about this girl. She drives a true story and she lives in Tamworth. And the next minute, um, yeah, we wrote this song called Cousin Jude and the rest is history. So I kind of, I call them, yeah, I basically come up with these crazy ideas and then I work together in a team and then that's how we write. But that, I really only started doing that when I was in my mid-20s, really. Like, because I, you know, you you can do covers, mm-hmm. but you're going to get stuck in that covers world. So if you want to be an artist, you have to say something and have, you know, be able to find songs. So that, that's, that was actually really, really fun. Right. And I think as a creative person, I'm not the greatest songwriter in the world, but I think I'm great at concepts and melodies and lyrics and then working in a team environment um, is where I shine. And I, I, was, I was very intimidated by that, to be honest, when I went to Nashville. Like my producer, Brian White and Brian Bunn, like Brian Bunn's been nominated for Grammys for songwriting. Uh, Brian White, my other producer, he's written Jason Aldean number ones. He's had heaps of number ones. And I'm like, who am I? You know? <laughs> They love working with me because I always know what I want to say, you know, what I what the direction is. So for songwriters, I get these incredibly gifted people to hit my target. Like, here's the target. We're going here. Right, let's go. And then they enjoy that because I think that's half the battle as a songwriter is, well, what exactly do you want to say and where do you want to go? You know, yeah. what's going to be you know so yeah so I've, I've learned that's my strength and I'm really happy that um because they all ask me back so I'm like well I must be okay to work with <laughs> well you know it is rare I think for a, for someone to know their own nature actually as clearly as that we can we can all sort of muddle through life and try to guess at what our nature is but for you as as an artist as a professional to say I know what my strengths are and I know what I would prefer other people to do in collaboration yeah. with me, I mean, that makes their lives easier because you're not attempting yeah. to do things that you're actually not that keen on it's, anyway. 
That's right, exactly. And so I call myself the fence pail provider. I bring the bits of the fence and you're going to help me build that fence. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, so many songwriters, they, it's easy to turn up and go, okay, I'm ready. I want to write yeah. a hit song. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. How's that going to go without a, you know, without some sort of vision? So, um, yeah, I mean, I wish I was like, you know, the people of the world that can just rip out a song in a second. But um, I think for me it's it's just who I am and how it's worked. And I, I actually love it. I love that side of it because I can turn up and they can just help me create mm. together, which, as you can tell, I already I do like working in a group. So it's fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. But also that ability, I would imagine, also stems from you you knowing yourself so well as a performer and particularly as a live performer. You have tested your abilities in in live arenas. So you know what you're bringing, you know what that skill set is. And you did say earlier that one of your favourite things to do is put together a live show. So when were your first ever live shows? At what age? Oh, when I five. My mum, oh, my gosh, I used to get in trouble all the time as a child going, Jane, stop showing off. <laughs> so, it's in your blood, as you said, your grandfather was a performer. So It's the same. Like every Christmas, my grandfather, he's the life of the party. He'll have some strange thing. He's got Mars bars up his nose or something stupid. Like, you know, like he was just funny, you know, and I think, I think growing up in that crazy environment, it's just like, oh, well, we're just going to. I think my thing is I just like to have fun. And if I'm not having fun, just I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the last track on Wanted is Beautiful World. I'm wondering what are some of the things that make your world beautiful? Oh, well, look, I think, I mean, that song's really special to me anyway, but um What's what things make my I think being able to keep going as an artist is really um from an artist perspective I guess um I've never been one I think I don't ever want to be an artist that's flogging a dead horse you know what I mean like I want to do it and keep doing it as the doors open and I feel like I'm very blessed because every time I think oh well that's it I've had a good time you know I've had all these number ones and I've got to tour and oh well I'll go do something else now and then the next minute you know a massive door opens and I'm like okay guess I'm keep going you know and for me that I feel that's that's been very um yeah that's made my world pretty exciting over the years because you just never know what's around the corner you know and there's that saying you know where they say you gave up right before your biggest breakthrough and I think um Yeah, I think for me I just keep muddling my way through and I've just been very lucky to have some opportunities. But, you know, I'm happily married and, um, yeah, life's good so I'm I'm not complaining. I get to go on the road with him all the time. Dave comes on the road and he's my tour manager so that's really fun because I'm not very good with details so (laughs) he's good in my corner. Well, also your job is to is to be the performer, and I think that's you know talking we were talking earlier about songwriting and uh, you know yes some artists are songwriters and performers, but performance is such a particular skill, very hard to do well um, and and to keep doing it as you have been doing. So you know you don't have to be good at the details. That's someone else's job. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm like super creative. And I think for me, because I, I was a dancer as a child and obviously grew up around my grandfather and my mom and um I visualize a lot of things. So even now with my new show, I'm madly listening and I visualize how it's gonna look live. I'm actually very specific. Um, I know exactly what I need it to look like. I know how it's going to flow. But I actually really enjoy that. Like even as like this is going to sound completely crazy, but it'll give you an insight to my reality, is my mum and dad had this um, sliding glass doors out onto a veranda and there was a door in this way and then there was an archway into the, into the oh, sorry, that's my fancy one, <laughs> uh, an archway into our kitchen. So it was our massive lounge room. Well, it wasn't massive, but it was a you know lounge room. And so of an evening, I, I swear I used to drive them mental, but I used to have the curtains back so that at night, you know how when you look in a mirror, oh, sorry, a window at night, you see your reflection. So there weren't mirrors, but then I had stage left and stage right. <laughs> and I used to like sing, it's like whether it was, you know, like a song that was popular on the radio at the time I would go in and I would practice and I'd watch myself in the mirror like the reflection of the glass to see how oh that's a cool move oh that looks good oh yeah I'm gonna hold my microphone like this or I'm you know and I was doing that as a little kid so now it's just part of what I've trained myself to do and I really enjoy doing that for a live show so, you know, people think you just rock up and off you trot. But mm. I actually do a lot of, um, I put a lot of thought and effort into every show, a show, literally a show that I then take on the road. It's not yeah. like obviously there's a little bit of difference every night, but um, it's still really well thought out, um, which, and I guess, you know, that's paid off because I've been out of tour all over. I've pretty much played at every biggest festival in the country because of it, but that's not just come through fluke. That's been hard work too. Yeah, it's never a fluke. I think it's when you make it look easy, it's because there is so much work behind it. But as you said, you're putting yeah. together a new show. So I imagine sometime this year we'll get to see that show. Yeah, well, the Moonshine album is uh, going to come out. So Moonshine's the first single off the new album and we've got a whole new theme and it's going to be the next step from Wanted, which is because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've gone from wearing leather jackets and jeans to now I've created this. And, again, it wasn't planned. It all kind of just happened where I've got, I'm like, wait a minute, if I'm going to do this country rock meets spaghetti western, I have to have a costume. And, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, now I have to buy a fake gun and a gun holster. And, but it all made sense and it was really fun to create. Again, I guess that's my theatrical background from my grandfather. But I was able to create this character and everyone loved it. I mean, to think that album got, you know, nominated for Contemporary Album of the Year and it wasn't even commercially, like it wasn't pop at all. It was just creatively different, mm -hmm. um, which everyone really appreciated that I went left I guess yeah. um so for now it's really fun to go well how do we go from wanted what is the next album and I've now got a costume and I want to continue that and I'm having fun I'm enjoying that season of my career mm -hmm. and it's still on brand so yeah so it's really fun so we're calling the wanted album 1883 right. and the new album moonshine is going to be slightly more modern so we're calling moonshine album the yellow stone 
So it's oh, that's the, okay. the, the sequel, the prequel, sequel, whatever you call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, it. Show, the show will also uh, have that side of it as well because with the Wanted album, we did a lot of visual uh, with want, with um, Western film stuff and, like, we had people chicks in bars in old western films punching each other up and as part of the show to make it really fun and enjoy you know make I guess take the people on a bit of a journey of the show Mm. um so we'll do the same we wanted but it's going to be set in the moonshine era which is kind of a whole new era and it's fun yeah I'm really enjoying it it's good well I can't wait to see that show. I hope you announce dates soon. In the meantime, I'm going to leave you to the rest of your evening. It's been so good to talk to you, Jane, and uh, love the song. Love Wanted. Looking forward to the new album. Thanks for talking Thank to me. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.